be okay if you did this right it would be the seed in the kingdom in the walls of jerusalem and mm-hmm. everybody's face around them and the like the do the priest would come up and he'd be like but sir we have no knights and like under knights it would just say like sbrs and then, without the apostrophe. Yeah, without an apostrophe. We, and then he would turn everybody no and he would be like, everybody, everybody kneel. <laughs> he would just be like, and he would do the whole thing. Oh, and then, all like, those with guns are looking them. up at him. And kneel, the kid's face would say, say <laughs> AR pistol. And when he smacks him, it would say SBR. <laughs> <laughs> and he would See, just be like, do you think just telling everybody that they're an SBR makes them an SBR? And he goes, "Yes." Yes. And yes. Stand up. <laughs> that would have been that would have been perfect execution of said meme. But instead, they went with cringe from the Thirteenth Warrior. All jokes aside, you know uh, the the brace thing is ongoing. We're not going to talk about it this week because we're all tired of it. But welcome to Gunday Brunch. I'm Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith. I'm Jack. And so this week's episode, we're going to do a little bit of news. We're going to kind of roll around some topics. Truthfully, right before we got on, there was a bit of a discussion of what are we going to talk about this week? And we never really reached a uh, we never really reached a consensus on that. So let's talk about the new Mandalorian trailer, because that's out and that looks great. I mean, it's it's the show keeping Star Wars alive. I was told Andor's good. I need to and, watch Andor. Andor yeah, is Andor, good. Andor got a lot of praise, and it may actually swing me back into binge-watching some Star Wars once I get off my gaming kick here. So. so what I liked about Andor as someone who watched the whole thing was, you know, as I've gotten older, my favorite Star Wars stories are the ones that are more and more disconnected from the Skywalker saga. Right. So like the further you get away from the Skywalker saga, the more interested I am. I think Mando does a really good job of balancing that by bringing in Luke occasionally and, you know, just being like Jedi, but not like directly tied into it. Um, Andor had like Blade Runner vibes and it had like strong Blade Runner vibes. And I'm like, this is really like it just it shows the bleak dystopian existence that someone has living inside the Empire and how and you really get to watch kind of a the beginning of a transition of the character from like, I'm just stealing for a living to hold on these guys. I'm trying to do something about it. So but also while killing people, there's lots of killing. Um, good, good. I, one, one of my um, favorite one of my favorite bits, and I've seen I've seen the clips back and forth out of out of Andor. But one of my favorite things is they finally start taking like Imperial troopers seriously again. That like these guys are supposed to be competent and kind of dangerous. Well, so, that's like, always been there's a, comp- there's a competent antagonist in this. There's a competent force of people hunting him. That's always been the problem with stormtroopers, right? Is that, you know, they're presented as this elite force and they are elite and terrifying until they're fighting main characters. And then, you know, but like everybody has plot armor, right? It's sort of like, yeah. when, you know, it's, well, it's. And, and here's the thing there are ways to do plot armor well that feel like they're still at risk, even though you're pretty sure that they're going to make it. And then there's just the blatantly bad. The stuff that we've seen in a lot of modern cinema that uh which yeah. 
let's talk about plot armor because this actually brings us back to a slightly more gun related discussion john wick four how many times will he receive an injury that would kill someone in this movie and you know basically shrug it off Uh, okay so i would i would normally be like okay this is getting ridiculous but also i keep seeing nfl players take hits that should put them on the injury list and in fact they limp for three days and then suddenly they're playing at full capacity at the next game and the medical board is like uh nfl uh that man is legally dead that actually happened that guy was legally dead that's my point is like there's some there's some there's some medical stuff that's not being given to me and that's my anger it's not that i think we shouldn't be using this stuff it's just why can jack well and that's why i you know as an aside i want you know i would love to see like the all juiced olympic games where they just let these people do ma- maximize performance all the performance enhancements maximum level Every of human chemical enhancement yeah i want to see like what is the wildest freak of nature that we can create with science um, so we do we do have this and it's it is the nfl they're there the drug testing in the nfl does not exist hang on let me show you how they do the drug testing in the nfl would you uh, please pee in this cup? Launch it over their shoulder. Yeah, like um, for real. I have. Remember, I have, kids, I don't have do fought, drugs in front of my eyes. Right. I have fought <laughs> several professional athletes from several different sports, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, baseball players, just, just kind of in shape, dudes. Question. I know I'm gonna. I, Yes. Wait, wait, I have to pause this. Did you fight any baseball players from the 90s, though, during the juice? No. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Mark McGuire stats for oh, baseball yeah. bats. Mark McGuire would have punched me, and I would just be a memory. Uh, I will. Uh, how do I say this without saying his name? Mm, I, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have to give. I'm not going to give any details, but I will say that That's I right. have fought. A very prominent member of the National Bas- Baseball Association. Um, the Major I League fu- Baseball. Maybe, is yeah, the, whatever. The MLB, the National now, Baseball if you know, Association. If you know who I am, if you know where I'm from, you know what city I'm in, it was a very expensive trade. Um, from that, basketball players are just really tall. But they're they're kind of ungainly. The one exception is Shaq, who is a deputy in my town, and terrifyingly big. I've not fought Shaq. I couldn't. He would hurt me. Shaq. Shaq. I feel like LeBron would probably like you know. However you feel about Bron, that is a big guy. Like he is big and beefy. Bro, I I never really paid attention to how big Shaq was on the court and how he is just not playing the game of basketball the same way. No, he was brutalizing those dudes. Out no, he he just he just moves, exists, and people either move away or die. And that dude's <laughs> cardio game was strong. Shaq, people, I don't think people give Shaq credit for being the great player that he was. But back to your point. So then you fought some NFL players, and it was like fighting tigers. Yeah, no, they're they're not humans. They're they're, they're on. They very explicitly tried not to hurt me. And we're clear about that. They were like, hey, calm down. We don't want to hurt you. 
And I'm like, I'm being hurt right now. You're like, I don't want to be hurt. You're this is I <laughs> part of the please don't hurt me. Uh, Two yeah. men picked me up and put me against the wall while the rest did what they did. And I was like, okay, I'm not I'm gonna stop now. We right. when, when, when Jack says picked him up and put him against the wall, we're we're talking probably in like a toddler-like manner. No, no, like, they literally Whoop. like underneath both arms, they just like whomp. Like, <laughs> You're like, hold on. What I'm doing to people? I'm a very large <laughs> man, and you guys are lifting me like it's not a big deal. So yeah, the NFL. Is, if, if you want to see what maximum <laughs> human performance currently by science, it's probably the NFL. I would agree with that. I mean, look at you know, if you look at a defensive lineman or an O, let, let's look at an O lineman. An O line, an offensive lineman from today is rocking like. 15 to 20 percent body fat they're running a 40 under five seconds and they can bodily grab another 300 pound man who is just as fast and just as strong as them and grapple with them and then maybe throw them to the ground hey and you want to know it's something that we can tie this into the whole like kind of close to our show nine millimeters still kills those dudes yay <laughs> guns <laughs> I, I, uh, I know, like, I know there's going to be some guy like, I hate sports ball. All right, cool. I'll throw you a little. Those Super Bowls in two weeks. Screw you. Yeah. We, you, we didn't tell you what this show would be about. There, I said a gun thing. But gun it thing. does. Stop talking about how you need a 10 millimeter for big guys. It's dumb. Okay. You don't but, need a 10 millimeter for anything smaller than Grizzly. And they don't load 45. 10 millimeter up to They don't load 10 millimeter up to it anymore. All but well, I mean, some people do. If you want to like get a spicy 10 millimeter, you can go to our friend's Buffalo Boar out there and you can really experience what it is that, to hate. That's, not <laughs> that's, that's just like loading the 80s into crazy. a magazine. Like it is each each oh, round wow. is just another like bit of the Miami Vice soundtrack. <laughs> Dude, let's actually talk about let's talk about boutique ammunition manufacturers here for a minute because oh. there are what's the most boutique ammo you carried? so interestingly i don't so i guess probably that i would actually that i have ever carried or that i would currently carry that you so, ever carried like in oh your, i glazer in, I, I carried uh glazer safety slugs oh nice i carry i, I, I carry three never got safety slugs i carried 357 magnum glazer safety slugs because they would explode in a man's chest with a devastating wound fucking channel or some damn thing i have remember remember three. the advertising around rip ammo i had three 23 round mags full of corbon dpx DPX wasn't okay, but DPX wasn't okay. Bro, DPX, was, DPX was so cool looking because if you looked at that thing, it was like all hollow. It, like <laughs> the DPX cavity looked like you could pour some warm water in it and take a bath. You could. Like, <laughs> so now here's a, here's one of the, a distinction that I want to draw because uh, both of those are boutique rounds, but DPX is a legitimate self-defense round. Like if you're carrying that all copper hollow point, yes, it's going a hundred million feet per second. That will actually meet or exceed the FBI standards. I just can't believe you had three twenty-three round mags of it. The fuck were you doing, robbing people for their money? Don't I answer was... that. <laughs> <laughs> the secret ingredient is crime in Minecraft. 
Jack's like, under uh, advice of counsel? Uh, under advice of counsel? I'm no longer allowed to talk to, to Caleb. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like, when you talk about, you know, boutique manufacturers, because they're still, you know, I think Rip is still around. Rip it. Um, G2 is still around. Rip, so Rip is still around. <laughs> if you made a, like, all right, let's make a list of, like, our boutique ammo manufacturers. So, obviously, you've got Buffalo Borb. I would consider them boutique, but legit, right? Like, Buffalo Borb. They, they not only have a niche they've made, they they succeed in that niche very, right. very, and very I mean, well. It's, it's kind of in the name, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to know what, like, their je ne sais quoi is, well, Buffalo is a buffalo clue. followed by boar this yeah. is for this is for shooting giant dangerous animals i mean they have a they actually hang on i have to click on this they have a uh a section on their website for heavy 25 acp holy jesus <laughs> they have a 60 grain 25 acp hard cast at 850 feet per second that's a spicy boy. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to shoot that out of like any modern, currently manufactured 25. Like, could you imagine some dildo loads that into like a, you know, 100 year old, you know, savage 25 what, ACP? What a little tiny little, you know, five shot auto loaders. <laughs> Man, I, although I wish I'd been carrying that in my jet fire way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, that would have been. But like, so here's an example, guys. So that is an example of Buffalo Boar. Here's like a more like uh, normal earth example of them. They're 38 Special Plus P Outdoorsman. It's 158 grain hard cast Keith Semi Wad Cutter going 1,250 feet per second out of a four inch barrel. That is a 357 Magnum in a 38 special case that is what buffalo boar is all about they are about wrecking that round so i've actually shot that round at a block of ballistics gel it went all the way through it next did so i put another block of ballistics gel behind it and it went most of the way through that one and stopped at the back of the second block and i could like squeeze it like a pimple and the round just went and just plopped out i was like flock (laughs) yeah so that round that round goes hard um all right so that's one i would say they're you know boutique but legitimate you've got uh you obviously have g2 which is boutique and garbage um you have just because uh, unique does not make you useful yeah you have lay <laughs> high defense i think is another Lehigh, that is what i was thinking yep. i was trying to sit here and think about like what was that crazy 556 that i used to like have a little bit of when Leha yeah, is interesting, they also, because... they also did like a super, super high velocity nine mil, didn't they? It was super light, yeah. 2,000 feet a second. My buddy has some, and, and anytime that I borrow his uh Glock 43 because we need it for pictures, because we don't have a Glock 43, we have everything else under the sun, but we don't have that gun that goes in a lot of holsters we have to photograph. So I borrow it, and he'll just hand it to me and i'm like are you you still using these super speedy little bastard bullets and he's like yeah i'm like don't you work in a ballistics lab lehi is interesting because they're one of those companies that makes products that are both like and all they make now it looks like all they make now is bullets they quit making they quit being in the uh um 
the the loaded the speediest bullet club <laughs> yeah well no it, yeah they stopped being in like the fully prepared ammo and now because they all they make is solid copper bullets right and they've got some weird so i guess we'll remove them from the ammo manufacturer but i remember they had they were the ones who did the 90 gram 90 grain extreme penetrator where like the bullet's like a cross shape and it's got like cantaloupes <laughs> on it and i'm all so it's an fmj that uh that's that spins more like that was a weird it's, one because i knew people who would swear by it and i'm like it's a 90 grain fmj what? might as well shoot him with the 380 what? so let's talk like <clears throat> this occasionally comes up where military dudes will be like i don't really care if i use hollow points or not but i don't think a lot of people get is military nine millimeters fucking ridiculously hot it, it's yeah plus it's 124 grain and it's loaded spicy it's, it's some machine gun ammo. It's very yeah. close to so the, the stuff that we used for the longest time at actual manufacturer pressure is much closer to plus P plus than it is to you know regular like 124 grain, grain white box. Yeah. yeah, so I've 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 made the point that like whenever that comes up and somebody's like, Oh, the military guy doesn't know what he's talking about, I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'd rather have hollow point, but if I can't have hollow point super fast. Yeah, might get the job done. Speed, <laughs> speed and mass do be better than no speed, no mass. Like, well, the other problem too is so this has been an interesting thing that I've observed. Obviously, being on the revolver side of things is like, you know, uh, I will actually carry um, the uh, federal 158 grain lead round nose, not because I think it's the best 158 grain bullet, but because out of my gun they hit to the sights and. In all of the ballistic testings I've seen with them, they will yaw 180 degrees and travel ass first like a wad cutter. So that's cool. Do I wish that there was a 158 grain bullet that would reliably expand out of these guns while still providing minimal recoil? Yes. And if that existed, that's what I would carry. But I think a lot of this conversation has gotten lost, in the, especially because we're in like this wild world now where people are carrying 22s, which, by the way, you know who makes a great 22? Taurus USA, the new TX-22 compact, available now on guns.com. How you guys like that? Uh, you paid another week, baby! I didn't feel like I didn't feel like editing the banner in this week, so I did a read instead. <laughs> um, so, but in all seriousness, like you know, we're in this crazy world where people are carrying twenty twos, and I'm about to be one of them because I have two of those TX twenty two compacts coming. I'm not going to carry two at once, guys. I'm going to have one go to Boresight, and I'm going to pip this gun out so bad. Um, I don't thing. think I don't think you're wrong in carrying a twenty two. I just personally would not do it. Yeah, it's one of the like I said because I we talked about this in a previous episode. That, I'm on the fence. That's one of those arguments that people get really passionate about for like not a lot of reason. I wouldn't like carry I, a twenty-two. I I would, however, if you're like, hey, this is what I've got, and you handed me that TX twenty-two compact, and that's my gun. Like, okay, here we go. It's it's better than no gun. And if that's the line you draw, that's it's kind of like I also get this way when people are like they go to super smaller and smaller guns, and I'm not that guy. Like I I I can conceal a duty sized gun, so I carry a duty sized gun. Right. And they're like, oh, well, plenty of people like train with duty sized guns, but they don't carry them. I'm like, well, I do both. And they're yeah. like, I, I people talk like there's no advantage to having a duty sized gun in a gunfight, and I'm like, that's that's just not true. 
Like that, uh, bigger guns are that, easier to shoot. But like, yeah. like it's so kind of like when people are telling me like you you never need to carry a reload. You don't live in a town where people carry AK pistols pretty much everywhere. Like right? I do. Oh, that reminds me of something I want to talk about. So and I say this with much love for my former home state because I truly, I never felt more at home in a place than I did living in South Florida, right? Like that was like, I I was from Miami. I just didn't know it for the first 30 something oh, yeah. years of my life. So uh, uh, South Florida, or not South Florida, all of Florida now has a constitutional carry law that is going, that's going to go be voted upon. And of course, you know, that brings out all the people who are like, this just means that everybody's going to be carrying guns and da, 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 da. Homie, let me tell you something. There has never, ever been a case where passing this law would just make the law match the reality of what's happening already, more so than with Florida. Everybody is strapped down there. Law-abiding gun owners who are otherwise law-abiding in every single way, but maybe they don't, you know, they haven't gone and gotten their carry permit yet, strapped. People who maybe aren't so law-abiding, strapped. People with carry permits, strapped. And like Florida is one of the few places I lived where people with carry permits would actually carry their guns on the reg. I met more people in Florida who had carry permits. I'm like, oh, what are you carrying today? And they would be like, oh, here's my, you know, da-da-da. And I got a Draco in the fucking truck. And I'm like, okay, we live in the same neighborhood. We're we're homies now. Yep. I don't I don't think people remember this, but 40 years ago. They on the regular had machine gun fights in the streets of Miami. Yeah, I don't mean was... like guys, I that's, know that's it's all you come ever... back. Thank you, wish.com. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, <ooh. laughs> like they shot up a liquor store and found a cartel's worth of machine guns in it. Like in a in a moving truck in a parking lot after a cartel hit. And people want to think that's gone, that's over. It ain't. Miami is the reason for the 1986 machine gun ban. Yeah, Miami is still, like, a lot of that stuff has been pushed out to more fringe areas. You're definitely not going to see it in, like, uh, Wynwood or the nice touristy parts of Miami. But that is all very much still there. And there's very much a, there's very much a gun, like, and look, Everybody in in Florida is fucking strapped. The rednecks in Ocala are strapped. The Cubans in Miami are strapped. Everybody, the college kids in Tampa are strapped. also strapped. Also strapped. Yeah. I I was hanging out with a bunch of college kids, and I was like, "Oh, I got a gun." They're like, "We all got guns." Ka-ga! I'm like, "Oh, Jesus!" <laughs> oh no, he has a sword. Idiots. We all have swords. Man, that was the vibe. <laughs> FSU has a pistol team, so like, guys, everyone's fucking got guns in Florida. The Sunshine if, State. Like, if you really like, if you are opposed to the Florida constitutional carry law, what you are opposed to is keeping. It's just, it's just, yeah, you're just opposed you, you, to reality. You just want to like, reject reality and substitute your happy little world, which doesn't exist. Like, oh, and good luck, buddy. And, and and being strapped in Florida is bipartisan, by the way. Like yeah. it's not yeah. like a this is not like a red blue line divide thing here. I mean, when I say everybody has fucking guns, I mean everybody has fucking guns. The whole state is strapped. All right. When I moved there, I was working at this gun store, and we had a 
a deputy come in from the local sheriff's department and we were chatting and I told him where he lived and, or where I lived. And he was like, you, you carry, right? And I'm like, well, I don't, and I said, and of course I did, but I didn't have my permit yet. And I was like, well, I don't have my, you know, my Florida permit yet. He's like, no one gives a fuck. Look at your neighborhood. You carry, right? I was like, I will now, like, you know, not that I was the whole time or anything, but yeah. So anyway, uh, Florida constitutional carry, hope it passes. And I would also like to take this moment to uh, just preemptively, if you are a, so Florida does have a very strict uh, CCW permitting system, right? Like you have to take a class and there are instructors down there who make their a pretty good living just teaching Florida concealed carry classes. And I will say this, if you are one of those instructors and you are opposed to this law because you think it's going to cost you money. You're a bad instructor. You're a piece and, of shit. And we all hate you. you Everybody, you should, we all you hate you. Up right now and get out of the fucking game. You we will, not are, none of us one, will be sorry when you go out of business. One, let's start here. You're a piece of shit. Two, you're a bad salesman. Yeah. I can sell a carry class to half the people that buy a pistol in a gun shop. You know why? Because I've done it he's like i'm good at my job if you if you broke in that game it's because you suck yeah i mean look it's not like if if government mandate is the only reason that your income stream continues you're you're really mm, bad you oh your job you suck bad at your job Bruh, i want you to imagine bad like we're all sitting at a bar and there's an imaginary fourth guy who's like yeah don't keep it it's just like dog pile immediately we just just beat him up like we just we you <laughs> and, initiative. you and he <laughs> pick him up and pin him up against the wall and i just start punching uh-huh, him in the pot. Just, round. We don't have oh, to worry because he doesn't carry a gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can just beat him up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the money is well free. Carry. You can just take it. What's he going to do? Well, you oh, see, he's, he's been trying to bring a gun to market for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wasn't going to say anything about I, that. I correct my statement. There's no money in his wallet. It's not free. It doesn't exist. Did any of you guys <laughs> go by? where that gun was on display because as no. it turns out uh, so I did so I got one day where I could wander the show floor and I actually ventured across so I I went down to the sex dungeon for a little bit to say hi to some people I knew that were going to be down there then I was like let's go across the street like cross into this Caesars forum and see what they cross that bridge is dead to me I so I did <laughs> so I crossed the bridge well Ruger was over there and I wanted to go see a friend of mine who works for yeah Br- mm-hmm. Okay, hang on. So this is a, I, I need to very clearly state this. This is a rumor. I do not have solid factual information to back this up, but I heard that rumor was incented to go over there in the hopes of drawing more top tier manufacturers to that area. This is a rumor. Oh, bro, bro. I, there's that's one that's one hundred. I guarantee you that. I know, but I have that. to read. But I, I do have to caveat that because I would yeah. not like write an article about that or something like that because I don't have any enough solid sourcing to back it up. But there, there was there was that flying around the first year that the forum uh, opened was like we got we got to get some people who are going to draw traffic over here. Otherwise, everyone's got to be over on this side for free. <laughs> Yeah, 
they're just going to be there. So, yeah. like, you want a booth? Well, Caesars Forum's a dollar. <laughs> so, according to uh, that company's website, in fewer than 30, I, I appreciate this. They said less than 30 days. They should have said fewer than 30 days, but that's okay. Whatever, guys. Um, it, the first PD10 owners will be opening their boxes. So, you know, hopefully the slides won't be cracked. Uh, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's seven days from now. That is. Less than 30. What? When do they say oh, yeah. that? 20 hours ago was when they posted Oh, that. oh, so we have in, in less than a February. Yes, in, in less than a February, which By is correct, March. not fewer than a February, but less than a February there, uh, they these should be going out. So I actually did wonder by where they were, and they didn't have a booth. They were just like, there was one display gun in the Davidson's booth, and I was like, womp, womp. But How hey, many companies says that? Also, I do want to say that their social media is just like the desperate ravings of a... Now, I, I'm i going to say something that may be a little bit out of character, though, or that people may be surprised to hear. I actually don't want the gun to flop. Like, here's the thing. I don't want any new gun to flop um, because I want there... I always want there to be more choices in the market, right? Like, I want... Okay. If you want a... If you want a 1911 sized, a, a, a commander sized, if you want a striker fired polymer frame 1911 commander sized single stack tenant shot nine mil that may or may not be optics ready for $800, $700, I think you should be able to buy that. Do I also at the same time think it's fucking dumb? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's try and say this in a way that's not liable. If you are watching something and saying, like, hey, how is this going? All signs point to not good. And I'm not saying I haven't held one of these things. I had I held one back in 2017, I think. Um felt fine, but I was just holding it. Um I don't I don't want it to. I don't. I'm not sitting here hoping and playing that it will fail. I have no money on this. There, I receive right. no, no compensation. It's one, it's one of those things. Where I we're can't short it. it. Would I have I shorted could, it if I could? <laughs> I would be. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all it's like one it. of those things. We're sitting here and it's like, stop, stop trying to make this a thing. This isn't a thing. It's not going to be a thing. You're just wasting. No, it is a thing. It's called the G48. It's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, the G forty eight is a great thing. God, I love that gun. It's it's the gun. It's the Glock for people who don't want to try that hard. It really is. Um, you know what else? You know what else is good in that G forty eight size frame? Maybe something that's made by Taurus USA, the GX four XL, optics ready from the factory with eleven or thirteen round magazines. Available on guns.com. Two reads. We did it. Two twice. reads. In one ad. In one show. Oh man. <sighs> anyway, um, a commander size nineteen eleven is actually in that size. Oh man, yeah. you know I love a commander. Like one of the first guns that I had. One of if we. I don't know about you guys. I've sold. A lot of guns. I've sold so many guns that I'm surprised the ATF has never showed up at my house to be like, why are you selling so many guns, fool? Um, but I actually have an answer for that. And uh, if you would like to know, it's because I buy them 
And then I forget that I own them and they sit in the back of my gun closet. And then six months to a year later, I'm like, I could turn this into a case of nine mil. So I sell it on Gunbroker and turn it into a case of nine mil. Uh, that's pretty much how that one goes. Ladies, gentlemen, watchers of the show, do you suffer from gun ADD like we do? It's bad. Do you flip around things in 60 to 90 days because you go, ooh, shiny? And then in 60 to 90 days, you once again go, ooh, shiny. Right, you want a new ooh, shiny. And you're like, well, if I sell old shiny, which is no longer shiny, now dusty, then you get new shiny. Uh, I am here to tell you there's no help. There's no this is just here. your life forever now. This, this is it. I'm glad <laughs> I'm not into something like really expensive, like fucking cameras. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Oh, cameras, try cars. Uh, that's a- I will tell Boats. you guys this. If I had the financial means, I would be into cars. I would be fully, I would buy a second house, gut it, and turn it into a display for my cars. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about I had a commander size 1911. That is one of the very that is one of the guns that I really genuinely look back on selling and go, shit. Dumb. I wish I hadn't sold that gun. Because you cannot. This was a limited run made by a company called Para USA that the youth out there have probably never heard of. I know. I was talking about them on a podcast the other day, and I was like, I look, and I didn't know for sure if they were had sort of survived all the Cerberus nonsense. Their Wikipedia page says Para USA was an American firearms manufacturer, and I was like, Rip. We're out for the homies. I mean. That is a, you, we could do a whole podcast on how Cerberus destroyed a bunch of like pretty decent brands. It was like oh, some sort of hellhound. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Hey, but you know, at least new, at least Remington in its current uh, form, it seems to be doing pretty okay. So like we're all, and bless up on Ruger buying Marlin because if that still wasn't the best acquisition in the firearms industry oh, was... i can remember in the last 10 years oh. all right guys that was a good episode uh we've managed to cover a whole bunch of topics i don't know what i'm gonna call this episode the nonsensical ramblings of three yes. men <laughs> three senile elder millennials talk about a lot of senile stuff. elder millennials that's that, there it is senile elder <laughs> millennials all right guys thank you so much for listening uh, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, uh, kidnap a Guatemalan child and force him to listen to this. Don't do that last one. That's a crime. Uh, we will be back next week with a new episode. 